Konnichiwa, my friends. Thanks for downloading and listening to FixItNow.com Appliance Repair Radio. This is episode 13. We're your hosts, Samurai Appliance Repairman. And Mrs. Samurai. Thanks for joining us for another safari into appliance repair sleaziotomy. I had one of those once. Oh, yeah. Well, I think a lot of people have those when they get service calls. and <laughs> Hence the topic of this show. So... <laughs> That's because that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking all about the seedy underworld of appliance repair service calls. But first, I need to tell you about a website that, well, it's changed my life. I laughed. I cried. Mostly cried. It became a part of me. We'll be right back. Fixitnow.com. Samurai Appliance Repairman. Very, very good. Appliance broke? Fix it yourself. Save big bucks. Fixitnow.com. Appliance Repairman. Help thousands of people fix their own appliance. He can help you too. Uh, Fixitnow.com. And welcome back, my friends. Well, you know, it's good to know when to fix it yourself and when to call a pro. If you're not sure, you can always consult your site, our, our site. That's right. Not your site, our site. Our site. Which is fixitnow.com. We just heard about that. Yeah. That's right. And in fact, that's the whole purpose of fixitnow.com. It's free do-it-yourself repair help. And, yeah. oh, I just found a tick on the bed. Oh. It's a tick from Bubba. Looks like it's dead, too. Yeah, probably because of that frontline stuff on him. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. everybody knows that we, uh, our fancy recording studio is actually our bedroom. It's in our bedroom, and we have our dog Bubba laying on the bed, and uh, he sleeps in the bed with us. Yeah. And, and apparently giving off ticks, too. Oh, that'll make me sleep well tonight. Yeah. Yeah, no wonder I feel like bugs are crawling <laughs> on me, because they are! Oh, oh my God! Okay. All right. Well, so. I was just going to pitch in here that um, the appliance repairs really run the gamut from relatively simple to pretty complicated. And so depending on somebody's level of handiness and what they're able to do, there may be things they can do themselves, but occasionally we'll run into the uh, repair that they really need to call in a professional. I think it runs 80-20. Most people, 80% of people can fix 80% of the repair, 80% of the problems that go wrong with their appliance uh, with just a little bit of help. There are 20% of people should not touch their appliances for any repairs. They just don't have any kind of aptitude for it. And 20% of the repairs, similarly, are very involved. They're either not worth doing because they're so, so involved and, re- and require such an expensive and to- uh, part or time-intensive um, effort, or it takes some really specialized skills. So about the 80-20 rule is uh, just rule of thumb, just from my observations in the field and experiences. All right. So, so if you don't already have an appliance repair company that you like, sometimes the thought of scheduling a service call with an unfamiliar company can be unpleasant because it's filled with the unknown. Ooh, we don't like that. People wonder. What do they wonder? Well, probably the most common thing they wonder is, am I going to get ripped off? Mm-hmm. Uh, will the guy charge me even and if Unfortunately, before you go on to the next one, <clears throat> am I going to get ripped off? Unfortunately, the answer to that one is, uh, it, a lot of times from what I see in the forum, Sometimes, yes, you will get ripped off because there are a lot of hacks and feebs out there. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's all right. This next one sort of springs from that. Will the guy charge me even if he can't fix it? Oh, God, I can't believe people do this. And people put up with this. There are hacks out there that will charge you. In fact, there was one guy in my service area here, a competitor, if you want to call him a competitor, but he will actually, he'll go in, and I've seen this because I've done cleanup on a lot of his jobs. He'll go in, do a repair, quote, repair on an appliance, um, install a part, 
fixes something that didn't need fixing, okay, so it wasn't really a fix in the, in the true right. sense of the term, still charged them for it, charged the customer for it, but the problem remains. So he, did, he fixed nothing, so the customer gets charged for the work, gets charged for the part, and they still have the problem with their appliance. And people put up with this. People accept this type of thing. Right. We get calls sometimes, you know, describing something like this, and we say, well, you paid him. Why don't you follow up with him and make him follow through on the repair? And they apparently just don't want to continue dealing with him. So, so I end up getting called in and do, doing cleanup on his hack jobs. And this isn't just here. Uh, You've seen that on the forum. I People see, yeah. experience it all over. I hear about it on the forum um, a lot, too. The other common ploy is somebody comes in, charges a service call fee, says they know what the problem is, and then calls back later and says, oh, I can't get the part. Oh, Sorry. yeah. the par- oh, In fact, I hear um, I hear our good uh, competitor. Uh, should, we say, should we say his name? No, no. Okay. That's bad form. But Bad form, yes. Our impression has been that it really means that he couldn't figure out what the problem was. Right. And, because uh, I, obviously I, go, I get called in, I can find the part, I fix the problem, and they're good to go. What else do people wonder about hunting? Well... The the people who have longer thoughts will think, how do I know I'm calling the right company? What are some hallmarks of a good appliance repair company that I can look for? That is a long thought. <laughs> I, 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 that was, the thought was so long, I forgot the beginning of it. How do I know I'm calling? <laughs> oh, I know, okay. <laughs> all right. So, well, these are all good questions, and there are things that people wonder. Um, and we're going to answer all these questions and more. We'll go into them in a little more detail as we as we proceed in this uh, epic episode. Mm-hmm. We'll go over how we... And we'll also, as a com- point of comparison and contrast... Well, as the gold standard, I would put it. That is us. We are the gold standard. The way I, as the samurai, deliver service and do house calls is the gold standard. Because, why is that? I tried to design my service call fee structure the way that I would like to have it done. It eliminates all the unknown, and we'll get, it, we'll get into the details of just how that's done, but uh, as a point of comparison and contrast, we'll look at how I deliver my services compared with what maybe you're familiar with, you out there listening, or maybe you, if you're a servicer, how you're currently delivering your service, and maybe you want to modify what you're doing based on uh, using my system. It's, you know, it's, right. Even though it's patented and copyrighted, I give it to you. Freely oh, to use. The magnanimous The magnanimous samurai, samurai yes. Well, I'd like to point out that our oh, system has oh. actually evolved somewhat. Through We've trial and error. We've been doing this for yeah. well over, well, over, t- 10, over 10 years. Over 10 years, yeah. And we, both in our fee structure and how we deliver service, um, has evolved to both best meet the customer's needs and to keep ourselves in business. Right. Because, and both of those are important. And, in fact, they sort of go hand in hand. But a lot of guys... They'll charge just based on what Bubba down the street is charging, and they think, well, I'll just charge a little bit less, so they'll call me instead of Bubba. And, and I'll name it Super Cheap Budget Appliance Repair. Yeah, I mean, uh, and it's it's good to offer things um, inexpensively and to hold that out as, as um, uh, a feature to people, but you want to make sure that you've got your costs covered. If you're a servicer, that means itemizing all of your fixed and variable costs. Fixed and variable costs. And if you don't know what those are, you need to learn what those are because they are eating your lunch if you don't have them under control and built into your pricing. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, the, the interesting statistic is 90% of small businesses go out of business within five years. Now, what does that tell you? That tells me these people, they don't have their costs under control. 
Most of the time, it's cash flow that's killing them. They don't have the cash coming in. They've got all these bills that, that have to be paid every month, and the cash just isn't rolling in to pay them. If you're a consumer, then you want to also be dealing. Don't you want to be dealing with somebody who's going to be around to make good on their warranty if they need it? Don't you want to be dealing with somebody who's not just going to be there today when you need them, but they'll be there tomorrow, next year, in five years, whatever. They're going to be around when you want to call them again. So it's in your best interest, too, that the guy is doing business according to a system that's going to ensure his viability and survivability for the next time you need him. If he goes out of business, he's not doing anybody any good, yep. you or himself. That's right. So we're going to get into all of that, and um, you know, like we were just talking about, but it's not just pricing. It's more than pricing. We don't, that's the thing. We don't want to get stuck on just talking about pricing because we're talking about a whole service solution here. And service brings with it a lot of other features that are uh, just as important, if not more so, to some people, to a lot of people, than just the mere cost of getting it fixed. And what are some of those, hon? Well, there are several. And, and basically what we're talking about is value. Value implies... Good point. Yep, it is value. What you're paying for what you're getting. Right. And so looking beyond just pricing, and we will get back to that in a little bit, a big item is convenience. There are several things to look for. Um, first up, how easy is it to get a hold of these people? Um, do they answer the phone and or return uh, messages promptly? Um, to tell you what we do, all of our calls go to a cell phone, and we do live rural, in a rural area, so yeah. sometimes service isn't always, you know, it's kind of spotty if, if I'm traveling he's and, out and about. Right. right. If I'm traveling and I dip in, I'm in a valley somewhere, a real hilly area around here, mountainous, and I'm in a valley, there's no cell signal, you'll, you will go into my voicemail, but we are set up so and, you, know, you call our number, it goes, it's forwarded automatically, it's remote forwarded right to my cell phone, so that the idea being, you get a live warm body, and it's either me or you know, my wife Susan here, who will answer the phone and get you taken care of. One of the biggest complaints I hear about other, and I hear this from other customers, well I tried calling... I don't know, just to make up a name, this isn't a real name for my area, Joe's Appliance Repair, and, and I got no answer. I left him a message. I tried calling XYZ Appliance Repair. I left him three messages, and they never returned the call. How common a complaint is that? And, it, you know, the simple thing, just answer the damn phone. Right. What, what does that take? Yeah. You know, if you don't want to do the job, if you're a servicer, you don't want to do the job, have the courtesy of telling the customer you don't want to do the job. And if you're a customer and you call and you and you 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 leave a message, why on earth are you calling back, leaving another message? Call someone else, please. Right. So, um, and it's not just for scheduling a job, but if there's any follow-up concerns, you want to make sure that you can get in touch with these people. Right. So that's a big convenience. Think about that. That's a great point you raised mm -hmm. because if if you're having a tr hard time getting a hold of somebody to get service in the first place. How difficult is it going to be to get their, to get them back out to your house if you do have problems subsequent to the repair? Right. So exactly. that's a great point. Once they've already gotten your money. Right. Absolutely. Um, another issue is scheduling. Um, and this is still in the convenience section. Uh -huh. um, how soon? Well, there's several things. How soon can they get out there? Um, right. Particularly if it's a more of an emergency call where you have a freezer or refrigerator that's warming up. Um, can they get out there within? Got to get out there you know, in a day or two. A twenty-four hour period. Um, for other jobs, is it going to be a couple of days or a couple of weeks? Um, generally, for us, 
if it's if it's a fridge or freezer, we're usually be able to get out within 24 hours. Yeah. And other I, calls. I even get out at night too, and I don't oh, charge. Sure. I don't charge extra for nights or weekends, and right. we'll get into my pricing in just a minute. Um, yeah, and and all other calls were usually out there within days, so two right. or three days, depending on their uh, availability. Um, we've heard of other companies that run out for weeks. Oh, the the big like uh, Sears mm-hmm. service. I hear this all the time about uh, Sears. I mean, they schedule them out two and three weeks uh, in advance. Who wants right. to wait around that long? Not only that, but you, t- you have to wait two to three weeks to get the guy out there. But then what do they do? They don't even give you a narrow window. For- well, that's the next item. Right. What kind of uh, window are they giving you? In other words, are they telling you we'll be there between 8 in the morning and 5 in the evening and you're waiting all day? Right. You have to uh, essentially they- lose a day of work waiting right. for them to show up. And then they may not even show up. Right. And we ourselves always give a one-hour window. Um, so we'll say oh, he'll arrive between noon and 1. Right. Um, you also have your cell phone on you, so if you're running a little late, you can call them and give them updates. And let them know. But, I mean, you give a one-hour window, and, you know, by God, you get there. Right. And it, it generally works out. I mean, It the, does. Um, it's very rare that I have to call and tell someone I'm running late, and generally it's because the previous job in front of that one, I ran into a snag on it. I know it's running late at that time, and I can call the next customer from the the, the present job's house and let them know I'm running late. Right. But... I mean, we've learned after years of doing this, There's, it's pretty rare that you can't schedule one-hour windows back-to-back yeah. back and make them I don't, all within that window. I, I don't see why any service company cannot schedule. Re- this is a reasonable thing to do. This is not like like extraordinary effort. This doesn't take precise scheduling skills. To, to give a one-hour window, this is a very reasonable thing to expect of any service company. Appliance repair, plumbing, electrical, doesn't matter. Anybody should be able to give you a one-hour window. And if they can't, ask them why not. Right. Now, the only you thing should I... insi- You as the customer should insist on that to raise the level of service. The problem is, part of the part, just to make this one mm-hmm. point, the, I think the problem is there's such a low expectation out there of the type of service they're going to get that people just aren't asking for these things. They aren't demanding these types of things. So, so, people aren't, uh, so businesses aren't providing it. Right. Well, we're used to the phone company or power company where there's right. no competition, <clears throat> and they tell you we'll be there between noon and 6, and you have no choice. Of course, some of this, that, and that's true, and that's, that's, there is a, that's a very true reality with uh, those larger companies. And Sears, as a larger service company, for, is this, it operates the same way as a phone company and power company. So that's a good yeah. point. Now, the only thing I can see is that in certain areas, uh, like a metro area, traffic could be an issue, you know, but that's where the guy should have a cell phone and let you know if yeah. he's snagged. I mean, in our area, On you, the know, other hand, you know, people may not People may not be asking for this uh, enough because maybe I think, and I, we've seen this a lot, people are more interested in how much rather than how soon. How much is it going to cost me? Right. How much is a no one? as we talked about in our last episode. That's right. Um, Lastly, for scheduling, do they work evenings and weekends? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're somebody who works or both people work and there's no one home during the day, that's a huge issue. Or another one is if they they live, say, like in our area here. We have a lot of people live in Boston and they have a second home up here. And they're only up here on weekends, like during the summer or something. Or in winter on weekends to go skiing. And so we have to work weekends because these people are only around then. Mm-hmm. So it's something you do to to meet your customers' needs. And that's really the bottom line is meeting the customers' needs. And you do what you have to do in order to do that. Right. 
Uh, lastly, under the convenience category, is do they carry a good inventory of parts on their van? Right. Um, we do. At a, what, what percent of jobs do you estimate you can fix right then and there? It's probably, the first trip? It's, uh, probably about 85%. If, if I had to guess, about 85%. Special order stuff, obviously I'm not going to carry on the van, but I've got about $15,000 worth of inventory that rolls on the van with me. So 85% of the time, I go on a job, I can fix it first trip. I've got the part on the van, and, and right. you're and all that fixed That benefits up. both the customer mm -hmm. and you. Right. I mean, it's obviously, you know. Especially because I charge a flat rate, which is quoted up front, and I think we're going to get into that next. But um, Well, in a minute or two. Yeah, in a minute or two, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll get into I know we keep teasing you with that, but we will. And uh, but, it, but it's true. If I, I charge a flat rate, whether it takes me one trip or 20 trips, whether it takes me five minutes or four hours, in five minutes it's the same flat rate right so it behooves me to be able to fix the job first trip yep but it might surprise you to know that not every company uh, rolls around with parts um, Sears for example from what we've heard right they have problems my, my understanding with uh, with Sears for example is it's guaranteed to be two trips they will come out they'll charge you like it varies a little bit from, uh, geographically, but just say sixty-five dollars seems to be the nominal fee around here. Just to show up at your house, they're going to charge you sixty-five bucks. They will not have the part. They're going to look at it, look at your appliance, diagnose it, figure out what part it needs. Then they'll order the part, and then it'll be a second trip, which you'll pay for, for them to come back and install the part. You're going to then pay for the repair itself. So you're going to pay two trip charges, sixty-five bucks a pop, plus the repair fee, which which is the actual fee to implement the repair and then you're going to pay for the part so when it's all said and done you're going to have a hefty bill at the end of the time and you'll have put been put out twice waiting all day long for them to show up at your house well plus the delay you know the right. delay to wait for the first appointment and right. then whatever delay and then it takes several them. more weeks to get the parts right. and the reason they do that is because they have problems with employee theft of parts and guys moonlighting out of their vans and so um and this is my understanding from uh ex sears techs that i talked to at the forum um, and they, they'll actually, so they, they can't put inventory on these guys' vans because they get ripped off. Uh, didn't know there was a thriving black market for appliance repair parts. Well, it's, it's actually uh, what they do is they moonlight on yeah. the side and they use the parts, they steal the parts uh, off the van to fix them so they're not actually having to pay for the part. So you weren't really exaggerating when you called it a sleazy underworld, huh? It is sleazy. <laughs> and, and you know what, and, but I, a lot of people think, oh, well, it needs, we need to have licensing and regulation. When has that fixed anything? I mean, you know, the the best thing is check out who you're doing business right. with. Get get referrals from people who've used them before. Check with the Better Business Bureau. If somebody's not a member of the Better Business Bureau, find out why. And if they are, get their record. Find out what if they've got any complaints on file. Most importantly, you're doing the right thing by listening to this program because you as the consumer, and you should tell everybody else about this program too because it's up to you guys to – determine who's going to be a good upfront right. business to use and it's not that hard you just ask them some questions right. and you, you but listen you got to know what to ask and that's what we're teaching right. that's what we're teaching you here is knowing what to ask so that you're going to be a savvy consumer and right. then, and hopefully just by doing that you as the consumer will raise the level of service in general in the, by by simply expecting more out of these people right all right so so let me just uh, reiterate for convenience do they answer their phones? How is their scheduling? Is it convenient? And do they carry parts? Mm -hmm. A couple of other important things beyond pricing. One is insurance. Do they carry insurance? If they you know, work on your washing machine and through some mistake or negligent act, 
um, you end up with a flood that causes tens of thousands of dollars of damage Which to your home. Which has happened. Yeah. I've seen that happen before. It's not happened to me, but I've seen it happen right. with other services. And again, accidents can happen with bad techs or good techs. You right. know, everybody's human. Um, do they have insurance that will cover that? Yeah, and, and you know, if, if you're a servicer and you're, and you're doing appliance repair and you don't have at least a million dollars worth of liability insurance, you're, you're, just, you're just waiting to, to get bankrupted by a lawsuit. Right. And for appliance repair, the insurance is not that heavy. No, I pay. Because it's not a real high risk I think I enterprise. pay, right. I pay for, I pay for a million dollars worth of liability insurance. I think it's, what is it, about 500 bucks a year? I think so. Something like that. And then, just, of course, the van. You right. have to have insurance for your van. Right. That's I've a little got to, higher, got to have Yeah, the van, the commercial vehicle insurance is more expensive, but I've got that on the van as well. So that's an important thing to ask. And you know, basically, that would let you know the level of professional. Right. If somebody um, doesn't, if somebody's not carrying insurance, then that tells you they're not serious about what they're doing. They're not really in it as a business. They're doing it maybe as a hobby. Uh, but also, you want to, the insurance protects you as the customer too, because if you do need to recoup money for damage that was done to your house caused by a repair that was done, whether it was negligent or or it was just something, or not negligent, just something that that happened subsequent to the repair, but was related. Then where's that money going to come from if the guy didn't have insurance? Most guys, <clears throat> I'll tell you a, a, a reality here. Most guys doing appliance repair are broke dicks. I mean that's a fact. They don't have a lot of money, and so when you go to sue them to get like ten, twenty thousand dollars to do fix some damage to your house caused by the, by something related to the repair, and they don't have the money, then what are you going to do? Maybe your homeowners will cover it, but. If you're lucky, uh, maybe there was something else. Maybe maybe there's some exclusion in your homeowners, but some you know you, you got to protect you, so you need to ask about that insurance. Right, and lastly, ask them what their guarantee is. Um, most parts come with a one-year guarantee. Yeah, although that's changing. A lot of manufacturers are going down to 90 days on their yeah. parts. Yeah, so so Maytag, don't be surprised if you hear a 90-day yeah. figure. Frigidaire is going to 90 days on all their parts, for example. But will the labor match that as well? Right, and that's the thing. Most of my repairs I guarantee for one-year parts and labor. The exceptions would be if they are a part that is that only carries a 90-day uh, guarantee from the manufacturer. I'll guarantee the part for 90 days. I'll guarantee the workmanship for a year, though. <clears throat> Actually, I have a lifetime guarantee on workmanship. Right. So if something goes wrong, if something... I say I do a wire splice related to installing a, a, a part, and that splice fails, and it either opens or it, it burns or something, and it has to be repaired, and it's even five years down the road, I would do that at no charge. Right. It's never happened to me because I do splices correctly, but um, but if there, but people can make mistakes, and if something like that happens, I mean, I, I guarantee my workmanship for life. Right. Now, the biggie that most people are most This is what you've been waiting about. for. Pricing. Yes, pricing. Um the big thing with with pricing is, if from a consumer standpoint, you want it to be upfront. You want to know what you're dealing with because this is one of the one of the big unknowns that people have a lot of problems with. Um, how, what's this going to cost me to fix it? It's it's a big big question that a lot of people want to know. It's a reasonable question too, because um, you want to decide. You want to try to get some idea upfront as to whether it's going to be worth it to do the repair or to buy a new one. <clears throat> and if you don't have some idea upfront of what what the whole repair ordeal is going to cost you, um, you've got no basis for making that decision. Right. Now, traditionally, <clears throat> pricing, and even for us for a while, um, there wasn't a whole lot of upfront quoting of pricing. No, it was all done by hourly. You know, a guy would say, okay, it's going to be 50 bucks just to drive to your house, and then and that's the trip charge, okay? And then... 
Then I charge by the hour, okay? 40 bucks an hour, building 15-minute increments, okay? And then the part. Plus the part. Then the part on top of that. Right. Or yeah. they might get their diagnosis and then look up a flat rate. Right. Um, that was that's the other scenario to do it. Right. So there's straight hourly, and then there's there's the flat rate um, where they they can look it up like in a flat rate book. Once which the are, problem's diagnosed. Right. Which are, there's a couple flat rate books that are out there that are popular. Probably the most popular one is the Blue Book that uh, you'll see some servicers using, and it's it's all priced out part and labor. All is one price. Right. Usually they'll, they'll, there will be a trip charge still added on top of this. Well, and one thing to point out with either of these scenarios is that if your appliance cannot be fixed, either because parts are no longer available or the tech doesn't recommend the repair, it's a big catastrophic failure of some sort, or they're simply incompetent, you will still pay something right. for their time. For them having coming to come there. out to troubleshoot it. That yeah. tends to be in the 50 to $75 range, right. that service call fee. And sometimes you'll be charged that again if they have to come back, if they have to go order a part and drive back to your house a separate time to complete the repair. Right. Now, as now from, from the guys I see doing charging that way, generally they do that for one reason, because they don't really know what their costs are. They don't know what their fixed and variable costs are, so they're just sort of guessing. And they're just charging what they think they can get away with, what they think you'll pay. Um, my, personally, I find that whole scheme abhorrent, and and so I tried to develop my own pricing based on how I would like to be treated if I were a customer calling for service. And the way I do it, just as a comparison and contrast between these other systems we've talked about, is, um, for example, if you're in, right in our town here, New London, New Hampshire, and it's a common brand, and it's non-stacked laundry, it's not a wall oven or something that's got a very difficult physical aspect to servicing the appliance, it's just a normal appliance. Right now our pricing is 139 plus parts. It goes up a little bit, varies a little bit if it's uh, like a wall oven or if it's stacked laundry um, or difficult access. Sometimes it's 149 or sometimes it can go up to like 179. And this is the completed repair all done, completed to your satisfaction, guaranteed for one year parts and labor, and then the, the, parts of the price of the parts are added to that. If I can't fix it, I go there, I can't figure out what's wrong. Or if, the, if, I deter, if I discover that the parts are no longer available, say I need to order a special part, and I go do my parts research and it's no longer available, there's no charge. Um, what, what's, so in other words, you only pay if it's fixed. To your, yeah, right. It's correctly repaired. Right. You're, you're only going to pay that flat fee, which is going to be told to you on the phone up front, depending, right. you know, it's going to be starting at like 139 and it'll be adjusted upwards from there based right. on how far out you live and the level of difficulty of the repair, the physical situation. You, but you're still, you're going to know it up front. You're going to know what my fee is up right. front. The only unknown is the cost of the part because right. obviously we don't know don't what know parts exactly needed. Don't know exactly which part. But, however, there's no monkey business there either because once I go to your, once I troubleshoot the appliance and I've figured out exactly what part it needs, um, you'll be able to go right on my website, fixitnow.com, and look it up yourself and see how much that part costs. So there's no monkeying around with the part either. And, right. and, you that know, is what it is. Right. It is what it is. It's, it's, it's just, uh, and there's no, like, jacking up the parts price to try to recoup uh, costs there, which you'll see a lot of guys. I've seen in the forum, I've seen people charge, like, 50 bucks for a drive coupler on a, on a uh, Whirlpool direct drive washer. Well, you know, that's like a $20 part. You know, I've seen I've seen some right. really, I've, or more than that, really. I've seen people charging like one hundred and fifty dollars for for a little switch. 
or, or even a coupler. Right. Well, that kind of segues into our last um, section here that we're going to discuss. That's right. Um, and what, one comment there, just I don't think we are the only people out there that charge the way we do. We have no. heard of... Well, like Maytag Factory Service, for example, I think they they charge similarly. It's like one forty three fifty for any repair, um, and and plus parts. Mm-hmm. So I I sort of got the idea from them, and I figured out, and I just I did some calculation, and I figured out, wow, that pretty much covers it as, as an average. The benefit is um, that you're the customer's knowing right up front, and I'm not having a monkey around with a repair book, and it's just a flat fee. Right. Some people don't like it because. Oh, well, what if it only takes you five minutes? Well, you'd be glad it only took me five minutes because that's that's a testament to my experience and skill. Right. What do you want? Want me to be less experienced and less skill and, and, and fumble around longer so it takes me like an hour and five minutes and then maybe I get it re- the repair done right? Would you would you feel like you got your money's worth then? I mean, it's some of the, the way some people think is, is, is just insane. Right. Well, they're generally people who have never run their own business. Exactly. That's yeah. a fact. Um, and we do fine. We get the occasional person that, as soon as we quote them the price, they go, okay, thanks, goodbye. Yeah. And we know they're going to call somebody else, and we know they're going to end up paying in the neighborhood of be, what we would have charged. If not more. And Unless th- they find some real, you know, schlocky guy who, who does this part-time and charges, you know, some ridiculous well, and fee, then, but is not going to have the level of service and convenience that we Well, right, and, and maybe that's not important to people. Maybe they don't care if they have to wait around all day. Maybe they're retired, or maybe they're infirm, and, they, and so they're, all they're doing is, is waiting around all day. Right. And maybe they don't care if they call the phone number and they have to talk to a machine whenever they call the number for service. And that's, if, that, if that doesn't matter to you, if all you're interested in is cheap, 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 and that's it, you know, you, you, like you buy GE appliances because you like cheap, 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 and you're getting cheap quality, too, to go with that. So... Uh, maybe and, and it's interesting that you mention that the, these people call and go. Okay, they tend to be people who own GE appliances. Had two in a row yesterday. Yeah, a GE oven and a GE refrigerator. Okay, I'm gonna call around. <laughs> right, and not that we like to turn away work, but you know, really, people who who don't like our system. Right. We have found through experience they are not our customers, and th- because they don't value the the what we're bringing to the table yeah. here. I Sometimes think, they do learn. They get bur- they, they end the up hard getting way. burned by yeah. somebody else and realize that we were we were then they're, well, they should you know, have used us to begin well, with. Like the old saying, it, the, the, people like to say, "Well, the customer's always right." No, not if they're not the right customer, and yeah. that's what we found the, yeah. the hard way. All right, just to quickly wrap up this quickly wrap scintillating up. episode. Um, how can you use our website, FixItNow.com, to help you prepare? Or a service call. Maybe you've already gone there and, and looked up some information and realized this is not a repair you're going to do. You, you do want to call in a professional. Um, you can use our site to arm yourself with some information. Right. You can get, you can get pictures of uh, what's going on there, get a general idea of how your appliance works. You know, if you've got a refrigerator and the compressor's not starting, for example, you hear it, you hear it hum and click it off. Go to fixitnow.com. We got a, a, an article exactly on that type of problem. You got a range, and the ERC is all blinky and giving you some error code. Go to fixitnow.com and look up what that error code means. Right. So you can use our, our appliance repair FAQs, frequently asked questions. Right. You could search our forum. Um, for well, you can search the site too. And search the entire site. Right. If you go, if you just go to fixitnow.com and scroll just below the orange box on the right hand side, there's a search box. That searches. My blog. My blog, I write about mostly appliance repair topics, a lot of real uh, 
real pearls of a, of techie appliance wisdom get posted there. And something undoubtedly is going to relate to what you're having. If you just search that, search using general terms. And like uh, Susan mentioned, you can also search the forum. Right. And so in general, you can punch in your symptoms you're having, you know, in your particular appliance. And you might be able to familiarize yourself with some of the possible causes. Right. Now, we don't recommend that you try to tell the technician what you think is wrong. No. Just give him your symptom descriptions and let him troubleshoot. You want, you want to keep your cards close to your chest. Don't let on what you know and, and, just, and then listen to what he's telling you is the problem and see if that sort of somewhat jives with what you've already kind of figured out might be the problem or the, what your understanding is. And then at that point... That'd be a good time to ask him clarifying questions right. based on what you know. That and helps you to evaluate his skills as a tech. And here's another thing too. If uh, I hear this, here's another complaint I hear about a lot: is some techs coming in who will be very condescending, particularly towards women. Oh, well, you wouldn't understand. Give you a little pat on the head. You get somebody to treat you like that, they're gone. I mean, just just send them out the door. Somebody can't explain to you in plain English what's going on. That means one thing. That means they don't know. Right. And that means they're trying to buffalo you into just oh well you wouldn't understand. I find that I find that behavior to be repulsive, and it's generally indicative that of uh, dealing with an ignoramus and some kind of butt crack bubba who doesn't really know what's going on in the first place. And lastly, you can use our site to check out price, or prices of parts. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. so you can kind of get a particularly if you know up front maybe what some of the possibilities are. Right. You can get a feel for what the cost should be and these you know this would show you a retail price which is roughly what Right. It's what it's about what you should be paying there. You it may know, vary slightly with shipping or something. Right. It, it, You'll have ballpark. shipping charges on top of that. All right. It should get you in the ballpark and shouldn't be like uh, what you see online at our site should not be like half of what the the tech is going to charge you or the parts changer is going to charge you to replace a part. Right. So, well, all right. I well, think that covers most of the I hope that there. I hope that gave some good information. We sort of blasted through a lot of it pretty quick. but uh, certainly If not, email us if right. you have any follow-up questions to this episode. Right. You can email, email us at uh, podcast at fixitnow.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading and listening to this episode. Please tell your friends about us. Come back and see us again. All right. <laughs> all right. All right, till till next time. This is Samurai Appliance Repairman and Mrs. Samurai saying sayonara. sayonara.